As far as endorsements go, Biden might have USA Today and every major newspaper, you know, media outlets that shouldn't be biased enough to endorse a candidate anyway, but Trump has 50 cent. His controversial Instagram post brought up a valid point that many pro-taxers don't seem to consider when looking at Biden's or anyone else's tax plan. The math of the actual impact Bidenomics could have. 62% uh, is a lot. What the F? Vote for Trump. I'm out. He wrote along a screenshot of the Biden tax plan. F New York, the Knicks never win anyway. I don't care Trump doesn't like black people. 62% are you out of your effing mind? Analyses by both the Nonpartisan Tax Foundation and the Hoover Institution have found that Biden's tax plan and his policies as a whole would cause some serious damage to household income, economic growth, and job creation. And not just for the 1%, for everyone, even the lowest percentile of earners. This was also confirmed by the Tax Policy Center and the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Even a budget model from UPenn's business school shows that folks below the poverty line would be losing money. And yet this 50 cent post is about the only publicity the tax plan has gotten. There still isn't really anyone talking about it. It's complete silence, dead air on the airwaves. And these days, if something isn't being broadcasted, it's because the folks at the top of the legacy media food chain are hoping to just sweep it under the rug. My guess as to why this is is simply because they've all endorsed Biden at this point, and once you break down the actual impact of his proposed policies, it's bad. Before we get to the rest of the video, this video is brought to you guys with the help of Sportsman's Guide, your premier company for outdoor gear. They offer free shipping and right now are having a huge sale on cold weather, military surplus, and hunting gear. Check them out with my link down in the description. The Tax Foundation analysis, which only looks at the direct impact of the parts of the tax plan Biden has given concrete details about, predicts a 3% loss in income for all taxpayers on average, even those under the magical $400,000 bracket, a 1.62 loss in GDP, a 4% decrease in capital stock, and the loss of about 550,000 full-time jobs. Now, some people might say that that doesn't sound so bad. After all, what's half a million jobs if it can provide just one free year of community college? It's totally worth it, and things like child tax credits will offset those losses. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? We'll see in a minute why the math still doesn't hold well, and remember the boosts to things like the child independent tax credits will only be temporary. They're not permanent. The Hoover study takes into account all of Biden's proposals, including proposed changes to the ACA, and paints a much bleaker picture. The Wall Street Journal does the math out for us so you don't have to. Overall, the authors estimate that the Biden agenda, if fully implemented, would reduce 
full-time equivalent employment per person by about 3%, the capital stock per person by some 15%, and real GDP per capita by more than 8%. Compared to Congressional Budget Office estimates for these variables in 2030, this means there would be 4.9 million fewer working Americans, $2.6 trillion less in GDP, and $6,500 less in median household income. You promised to be merciful. I was. Tell me, in today's economy, can you afford to lose another 6,500 bucks? The point of either analysis isn't that it'll cause an immediate economic crash or depression. Rather, it would slow down current rates of recovery and work at a slow burn to gradually make Americans have a lower standard of living, have access to fewer jobs, and reduce productivity, all while increasing the costs of products and labor. Now let's rewind to one of Biden's campaign videos and see what he has to say about it. Donald Trump is lying again. Joe Biden will not raise taxes on anyone making under $400,000. I like how $400,000 a year is the new mark of evil when every politician in office makes more than that between their salaries, benefits, and their kickbacks. Why $400,000? Isn't it the millionaires and billionaires that we're all supposed to be mad at? So he's threatening Social Security and Medicare. Okay. First off, Congress has been borrowing from Social Security for decades and not replacing it. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh no, Trump is threatening Social Security. Between all of the baby boomers and Congress skimming off the top, Social Security never had a hope of being sustainable. You might not like that, but that doesn't make it any less true. Biden will make the wealthy and big corporations pay their fair share so we can protect Social Security and Medicare. No, Biden will make big corporations hide their money and go overseas, costing millions of jobs, reducing the average American's wages, and reducing the GDP by over 1.5% at minimum. Prices will go up, and wow, the quality of products will go down. Even the Congressional Budget Office and the U.S. Treasury recognize that workers often bear the burdens of high corporate taxes in the form of lower pay. Do you think that corporations are going to just stick around twiddling their thumbs as their tax rates skyrocket? Hell to the no. That's bad business. Biden will close tax loopholes for big corporations. Wow, well, you know, it's funny that it's people like Biden who have been in Congress for decades that created those tax loopholes. Where do you think they come from? Do people just think that accountants make shit up pulling loopholes out of the air? No, they exist because politicians put them there. Loophole is a loaded term that is code for tax law. Accusing someone of using a loophole is accusing them of using the law as it's written. And according to the Wall Street Journal, Biden himself has used the very tax loopholes that Obama tried to plug. Both Joe and Jill Biden routed their book and speaking income through S-Corps in order to avoid the extra 3.8 self-employment tax, saving them $500,000 in taxes. 
An accountant speaking to the journal flat out said, the only reason you file as an S-Corp is to avoid that tax. Meanwhile, Biden is talking out of the other side of his mouth and saying how committed he is to paying his fair share. I'm not going to fault him for dodging taxes, but I will fault him for back alley hypocrisy. And guess what? Under Biden's plan, small businesses filing through S-Corps and other pass-through entities would see their ability to deduct business expenses and certain revenue items cut way down. So what would his tax plan look like in hard numbers? First, let's talk about GDP or gross domestic product. The GDP is the monetary value of all finished goods and services made within a country. It's the most common statistic used to track the health of a country's economy. A reduction in GDP is essentially shrinkage of the economy. Shrinkage. Yes. <laughs> Significant shrinkage. So you, you feel you were shortchanged. Yes. <laughs> We don't have numbers yet for all of 2020, but the US's GDP already lost 31% in the second quarter due to COVID shutdowns. Here's what this looks like in a graph. It is not for the faint of heart. Yikes. And before you say Trump ruined the economy, I'd like to remind folks that it was individual governors in individual states who chose to institute their lockdowns. So be mad at them. So let's take 2019's GDP, which you can see was the highest in a decade, almost 21 trillion. Now, by the Tax Foundation's estimate of the original Biden tax plan, we'd lose about 1.5%. 1.5% of that is 315 billion. That means that under Biden's tax plan, the economy would lose $315 billion. That's a lot of billions. Why make trillions when we could make billions? The economy has already had the biggest GDP loss since the Great Depression. Do we really need to be adding on to that? But I get it, that one and a half, 1.6% sounds small, even if economists recommend an economy grows by only two or 3% a year. And that means that it's in really, really great shape. According to the Hoover Institution, the full Biden agenda will reduce GDP by 8%. Eight, that alone right there tanks a $21 trillion economy and makes it into a $19 trillion economy. At that point, the country isn't losing billions anymore. It's losing trillions. Now let's consider incomes and income tax. First and foremost, even the New York Times now admits that most Americans received a tax cut under Trump's tax plan. And yet, for some reason, they just don't believe it. As you can see in this handy dandy graph, the darker bar is the number of households in each income bracket that did get a tax cut, while the lighter bar is the people who actually think that they got a tax cut. Obviously it doesn't match up. And if that's not enough to convince you, how about a 2017 report by the left-leaning Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy that also found every income group in every state also paid less on average. Biden says his taxes will only affect folks making $400,000 a year or more 
Right off the bat, that isn't true because he plans on repealing Trump's tax cuts, which means all of those dark red bars are taken away. Regardless of how much money someone is making, that top bracket of 62% from 50 cents screenshot is over half their paycheck. In fact, it's almost two thirds. I don't know what makes anyone think that they're entitled to two thirds of someone's paycheck, but let's map this out for a better picture. Let's take someone living in California, say San Francisco, and for math's sake, we'll pop them at the $400,000 limit and give them the highest tax bracket so we can see on a smaller scale what it looks like when the government takes more than half of your paycheck. Between state and federal taxes, they'll be taxed at 62%. Assuming they're not self-employed, this will come directly out of their income. That rich person with their 400,000 is now taking home 152,000. Say they live in an apartment. According to a January article from Investopedia, the median household cost in San Fran is about $4,300 a month. So now they have only 100,000, AKA only a quarter of their paycheck left. That probably still sounds like a lot to some folks, but that's well below the average annual income in the city in 2017. And I have personally known several self-described socialists taking home more than that and complaining that it still isn't enough to live. Keep in mind that San Fran also has the reputation of being the least affordable city in the entire country with average household expenditures of just over $79,000 for things like housing, transportation, groceries, and utilities. And again, that number is from 2017. So we can all assume that it's gone up since then. According to a 2019 piece in US News, you need a minimum take home pay of $150,000 to live comfortably in San Francisco. After taxes, that rich person with their $400,000 income is now in the same middle class tax bracket as everyone else. Again, I know that the 62% tax bracket doesn't start right away at 400,000. This is to demonstrate a point and show how arbitrary these numbers and thresholds really are. And to give you a picture again of what 62% looks like. So now imagine that that person made a million dollars instead. Under Biden's tax plan, they would pay $620,000 in taxes. And I'm sure that that sounds wonderful to some people. Rah, 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 fair share and all of that. But do you honestly think that anyone is going to stick around in these high tax blue states just to have $620,000 erased with a single stroke of a pen? Absolutely not. Or like Biden himself did, they'll find loopholes or other ways to save money. Either way, they are certainly not going to spend money the same way, which means less of their earnings are going back into the economy. That is a lose-lose for everyone. Now, how about retirement? Biden is always talking about the importance of Social Security and Medicare, so you would think he would be happy with Americans contributing to the retirements, right? 
wrong. It turns out that Biden's tax plan would also make it so your contributions to your 401k, IRA, or other retirement plan isn't tax deductible anymore. Instead, you would get a 26 cent tax credit for every dollar you contribute. To be clear, this isn't a we'll give you 26 cents on the dollar to incentivize your retirement savings type of deal. No, instead, they're going to tax you on your income that you don't even have access to and then give you 26 cents of that tax back. So you'd be getting taxed on your own retirement before you ever even get to see it. And of course, once you do take that money out of the account, you pay taxes on it, so Biden's plan would technically be taxing you twice on the same money, which is illegal. If you don't put a ton of money into your retirement, then this plan could potentially save you a little bit of money. But if you make $80,000 a year before taxes, you're going to be losing money to save money. Nothing says rich like making $80,000 a year, am I right? And let's not forget that Obamacare historically raises prices of health insurance. If Biden puts the individual mandate back in place and then puts in his Biden care plan, as he called it at the last debate, not only will the cost of health insurance skyrocket again, but folks who can't afford the new expensive insurance will have to pay a penalty. According to the IRS, 69% of the people who ended up having to pay that penalty had incomes of under $50,000. If you like the plan you have, you can keep it. I intend to keep this promise. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. If you like your plan and your doctor, you can keep them. You'll be able to keep your health care plan. If you like your plan, you keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. If you like your current insurance, you keep that insurance. Period. So, Altogether, under Biden's tax plan, the average American can expect to have a higher tax burden under lower wages, save less for retirement, possibly lose their job altogether, have a higher cost of living, and then get kicked in the teeth over health insurance. This has been confirmed across several independent tax policy and economic organizations. Now, a lot of people like to say, well, the rich should pay their fair share. The statement is a favorite of Biden himself. And then that evolves into, eventually, well, the rich need to pay even more than that. First off, why should any American be punished and have their wages garnished because the government can't balance a budget? If your boss messes up the books one month, does he say to you, sorry, Bob, I screwed up, so you're only getting 70% of your pay this month? If you splurge on your credit cards, do you go to your kids and ask them to foot the bill? Or, stay with me here, do you tighten your belt for a month or two and figure it out? For all his talk of increasing federal revenue via these taxes, Biden's plan wouldn't even scratch the surface of the $11 trillion he'd be spending across his ACA, energy, and school policies. That's in addition to the debt we already have. So no, his plan isn't going to magically balance the budget either. But there's a couple other issues with this logic. First, it implies that if we take away the rich people's money, they will somehow continue to still be rich and will be able to continue paying that 62% or whatever indefinitely. 
The only thing to Biden's advantage here is that the $400,000 threshold isn't indexed for inflation, so it'll end up eventually applying to more and more people as time progresses. It also assumes that money is some finite resource that rich people are hoarding in their caves. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. How do you think they get those fancy cars or nannies or extravagant meals or whatever it is that rich people buy with their money? They pay for them, meaning that money goes back into the economy and pays the wages of the cooks and servers and busboys at the restaurant. The one bonus, I suppose, is that typically speaking, the government doesn't create jobs. But the Biden tax plan might actually create thousands of high-paying jobs at the IRS. That's it for today's video. Hopefully it gave you something to think about. And as always, sources are linked down in the description. So if you comment and complain that I didn't link my sources, I'll know you didn't look and that you didn't watch the whole thing. I'm looking at you, Rando Bernie bro. To everyone else, please share this video, give it a like and drop a comment, and subscribe if you're new here. If you'd like to help support the channel in other ways, you can find me on Patreon or Subscribestar, check out my merch store or any of the partners in the description, or give a one-time donation through PayPal or crypto. As always, thanks for tuning in and helping me to spread the message of liberty.